Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, we are now deep into the second deep, season. Deep, baby. Yeah. Episode we're, 6 we're, of Season 2. Yes! We're, we're, ball, we're balls deep into the second <laughs> season. All right. By the way, yes. by the way, before we really get rolling, yeah. my my daughter Mia told me, and I know that your daughters have also told you this, that we use too much foul <laughs> language on this show. And I, I'm often admonished, Daddy language. But, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Mia Mia told me that. When you use foul language, it's a sign that you don't have a, n- a large enough vocabulary <laughs> to express what you want. I, she's right. I don't. <laughs> I don't have an, a, a large enough vocabulary to express what I want. Especially well, since... maybe in your case... I, yeah. Go ahead. In your case, maybe you do, but maybe I'm the one without, <laughs> the, without the large vocabulary. No, but the, the times are so insane. I don't have a vocabulary for it. So I do have to say That's fuck true. a lot. Speaking of yeah. which... Fucking Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, fat pig, motherfucker, uh, asshole, dickhead, fat shit, ugly motherfucker. You've used a lot of curses here. <laughs> Could you believe this fucking guy? <laughs> Holy shit. Yes, I mean, of course, uh, yeah, I I mean, of course, of course yes. I mean, I can believe nothing, anything no at this point. stretch here in the imagination. Fuck. Yeah, to know that, like, a powerful man is a pig who uses his power to coerce women serially like of course I see that like it goes on everywhere but it's still okay fine I'm not surprised but can I still be shocked shocked and like yeah it's horrible it's fucking horrible 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 thing dude I mean, but is this is this any different than what happened at Fox News for no, no, years? no, of course not. Is this is this any different than what has been going on in the Catholic Church for centuries? No, you know what? Powerful, powerful institutions with powerful people at the top right. abuse abuse people because they can and get away with it because the institutions allow it right. to. They cover it up at every chance they get. The, the whole thing, though... So this is no I know. Different. The whole thing that... There's two things that have, like, freaked me out about it, though. One yeah. was... You know, did you see... Did you see what was in the tablet the next day or the day after all these revelations? Oh, and, like, a, a history of Jewish article. perverts? Like, this was not about sex. <laughs> Granted, maybe, maybe Harvey Weinstein's a pervert, but this isn't about sex. This is about power. This is about a, a exercising is, control exactly. over women, their bodies, their careers. This is about power. This isn't about sex. There's true. The fact that somebody that somebody wrote that article and published it in Tablet, which is a Jewish online magazine, like did Richard Spencer write I mean, that article? Like what the what fuck? What the fuck? And like <laughs> it was sort of making light, like, oh, a history of Jewish perverts. Like Sure, sure per- perviness. You know, like you want to be per- two consenting adults want to be perverted. Okay, blah blah blah. You know, whatever. But this is about power. This is, it's so it was so fucked yeah, up that freaked like- me out. I was like, do people actually think that this is about sex? Then, well, yes, on some level they do because well, listen, Hollywood is an industry built on right, sex. Right, right, right. And, and yes, it's it is power because there are a lot of vulnerable young women who will do pretty much right. anything in certain. Which cases is a great segue. Not ever into not everybody, which is a segue obviously. into the other point that 
I was that it freaked me out. Like all these people now playing catch up. Like everybody apparently knew that this was going on, and then it took you know who was it Ashley Judd to finally come out and say it. Yeah. But like. Now everybody's denouncing him, and now he's being thrown out of the motion picture or whatever and stuff like that. It's like, what the fuck? Where have all these people been forever? In And, and like, now everybody's moral and denouncing him. Like, Clooney's coming. Clooney didn't know. He's, like, the biggest movie star since yeah. Cary Grant. I mean, what? And, like, Russell Crowe and Matt Damon defending Harvey Weinstein. I was saying, oh, no, no, we never did it. I mean, if this was going on in... All of these people at Miramax or whatever it's called, the Harvey one, covering for him this most disgusting behavior. Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. Like, it's so rotten to the core. Like, he was going to just... Don't, doesn't anybody have character? Fuck. No, these women were abused. They were they're abused, but the part of the abuse is that they're afraid to speak out because they're afraid I know, to I know, I know, I know, and the by wealthy and powerful people who hire high powered attorneys to drag your name through the mud and ensure that nobody will ever work with you again. F- so what incentive know, does anybody t- have to come? But that's out? the thing, the rot is so deep and these lawyers and publicists who will say fucking anything for a buck. It's so awful. But that's it. The rot the rot is deep it's, everywhere. It's pervasive throughout our entire so society sick. and culture. It's so it's not unique. It's not unique to I Hollywood. Know. I know. I mean look, I, I, I have stories about Washington. Things about Washington. Things about you know, politicians, you know, we, we, there's stories about what was his name? Who was it Orrin Hatch who was kissing women? No, it was that other guy, Bob Packer. You know, they're, they're back in the 90s and so on and so forth. But there's... But why doesn't... If you say, I have stories, then why don't they come out? Why don't more people talk about... Yeah, I mean, I know... Look... High, high-powered officials, former current well, officials... think about it. ...who do this on a regular right. basis. Like, why doesn't that... Harvey Weinstein, big Democratic donor, he got, pr- he got protected... Uh, look, Bill Clinton's uh, infidelities weren't just infidelities. I mean, Bill Clinton, you know, people look fondly back on his presidency. Come on, man. He was a serial abuser sure of women. There's other big Democrats. I'm sure Monica Lewinsky doesn't, doesn't look fondly back well, on his presidency. No, but she, you know, I, Monica Lewinsky's written some penetrating stuff. Yeah. Uh, over the course of the last uh, few years, no pun. No, no, pun, pun no, actually, no pun was intended, because I think that in 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 hindsight, Monica Lewinsky is actually a a, a sympathetic character. She she got really bad legal advice, but she was her abused. Life was her destroyed. life has been ruined. He's a celebrated ex president yeah. of the United States. David Petraeus yeah. had that extramarital affair. Granted, it was consensual. His his former lover is still in North Carolina trying to pick up the pieces of her life. He gets paid a million bucks a year by some big uh, financial services firm in, in New York. And it's just, just because, because the system, like you said, is rotten, rotten to the, the core. core. But what, what really has um, struck me during this the past week with this whole Harvey Weinstein scandal is that conservatives have been jumping all over this. Right. With the, with the level of hypocrisy that is mind numbing, let's let's be clear. Harvey Weinstein has donated lots of money over the, the course of his career to Democratic politicians. That is very true. Right. 
But Harvey Weinstein is not an elected right. official. He's not the president of the United States, for right. example, who has been accused of similar things, maybe not in the same egregious way, but certainly also has, the, you know, Trump has plenty of people who backed him financially, Roger Ailes, for example. Right. Has any, where Robert was the Mercer, the Mercers. Out, yeah, I mean, where was the conservative outrage when Fox News hit the, hit the, hit the news with all of the allegations about the predatory sexual uh, environment yes, there. Well, so yesterday, you know, you President Trump of three wives, uh, five children, yeah. at least twenty women accusing him affairs, of sexual yeah. harassment, spoke at the Value Sir, Voters the pussy, Summit. It, yeah, it's the pussy grabber in chief. Right. Pussy grabber in chief who says no, no locker room right. talk. So, so conservatives here, here and liberals are complete, and I, total, utter fucking hypocrites when it comes to the no, abuse of women. Not all. Not well. I mean, this is not something that is unique to one side of right. the political spectrum. Right. But what is unique is that we're talking about this. You and I, yeah. who are probably uh, members of the liberal elite, right. I would say. Are spending a decent segment of our show talking about what a fucking disgusting human being Harvey Weinstein right. is. I would like to see people who have like the right wing version of the corner, the right. corner talking about how horrible Roger Ailes right. was, right. or talking about the this, the the culture at Fox right. News, right? Instead of saying, "Oh, Harvey Weinstein and Hollywood right. liberal like, elite," like that like, ass hat Ross on. doubt hat. Uh, he's he he talked yeah. about that. This was all kind of liberals' fault. I I, I I I was enraged by by the article. But you're right. I mean, where are you know my favorite conservative writer uh, is Michael Gerson, my former colleague. Who is he's just been terrific. He takes his takes religion his religion very seriously. He's been his searing critiques of the Trump era. His real commitments to to social change and social and social justice uh, from a conservative perspective. Now, granted, I've been on the road for the last couple of weeks, so I, I, I've, been, I've been reading the post where he has a regular column, but I haven't seen it. I'm not calling him out, but he's the kind of person that I would expect to, to kind of write about this in a way that is intelligent and that is, it's not just liberal lions and it's not just, you know, that, that there's a problem on the, on the right wing end of the spectrum and that the, the, the lunatics at the Value Voters Summit willingness to look past President Trump's clear abuse of women over many, many years because he appointed Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court, someone who Michael Gerson, by the way, likes very much, uh, is I, I would expect that um, to come to come from him. We haven't seen it yet, though. Hopefully we will. But, you know, this whole thing raises a whole host of questions because, you know, clearly Weinstein, it's about power. Uh, Clinton, it's about power. There are politicians in Washington, people everywhere, everywhere. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a function of the fact that, you know, we grew up around strong women. This is the kind of thing we have, you know, some character. Maybe neither of us have power to wield over anybody. I, this is it's just so far. Maybe it's, maybe it's that. The, 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 I, the idea of this is so sickening and disgusting. But then you get into this slippery slope. I saw something online about women in media were, were making kind of a, 
uh, they were sharing like a Google Docs of all the abusive yeah. men in in media, uh-huh. and then but the, it raises a whole host of questions about what is what is sexual harassment. So sure. like, let's say I'm a I'm a cub reporter. I don't know why people call people cubs, but a cub reporter at the Washington Post. And there's some other, there's a, a young woman who's also a cub reporter at the Washington Post. And I'm like, oh, she's you know smart, attractive, and so on and so forth. I'd like to maybe date her. If I asked her out, right. what is what is that? Is that is that okay these well, days? You know, that that's in the eye of the right? beholder. Like right, that's how she interprets right? it. Lauren Lauren Rossman. So that, 22 years old, came into my office. Yeah. My first day, I had a fellowship in Washington in between my master's and PhD programs. She was working at the yeah. organization as a research assistant. She walked into my office, and I was immediately smitten and spent the next year kind of, you know, uh, she came to my office one time. She's like... Pursuing her? Well... Per- pursuing you her? You know, she came into my office. I was... I'd been in Washington longer, and she was like, "Hey, what's the?" She had to get her car registered. She's like, "Hey, what's the deal with getting the car registered here in in D.C.? Where do you go?" And so on and so forth. And I was like, "You know what? It's in a really lousy neighborhood. Let me take you." And I was being a uh-huh. good guy, but I was also, you know, interested in her and so on and so forth. So, like, what? You know, I didn't say to her, "Hey, baby, is there is there a thief in your family? Well, I mean, Someone stole on, the stars man. out of the sky and put them in your eyes." I mean, I, I wasn't like that. I wasn't creepy like that, but. I was but you didn't, you didn't take her. You didn't take her to go uh, when she asked you. When you said like, "Oh, I'll show you," it's in a bad part of town. You didn't take her to a motel. <laughs> no, you didn't lock the doors to your car. Right. and not right, right. Out. But like again, like you said, it's in the eyes of the beholder. I mean, there were some, there were some stressful moments between us yeah. in the in the office. I remember you know my saying something to her and she were giving me the finger and stuff. Like, what what is it? I I, I think. Society, there's some like the things that Harvey Weinstein did was like if you want this part, you have to do a threesome with me and my my assistant, or like forcing this young woman right. to give him head, um, or forcing himself on another woman to get on another to give her head. I these are these are such clear power plays yeah. and disgusting. I mean, he's, such, he's he's such a monster, such a monster. But it's obvious in the normal but, interaction, but right. like that yeah, I was having with Lauren, or blurry. what? I'm sorry. It's a much blurrier line. It's a much blurrier right. line. Reality is not black and white usually. I mean, in this instance, it's so black and white. It's so clear cut that it, you know there's no room for interpretation. Right. But life in general is lived in the gray right. like, area. So if Lauren didn't like me, maybe it would have. Maybe it would have been sexual harassment. I don't know. I, That's right. Well, well, let's say yeah. that Lauren didn't like you, mm-hmm. and. Let's also say that for a completely well, like unrelated reason, <laughs> well, that, that's for different reasons. <laughs> but in a completely unrelated uh, set of circumstances, they they dismissed her. Mm-hmm. Now, what if right. the person who dismissed her actually did hit on right. her? Right, right. And then she said, "There is a culture." Right. That is pervasive to this organization where women are not safe because Stephen Cook also is relentless in the way he pursued me. And you are an innocent guy who's just who sees a a young woman who he's attracted to and thinks, well, maybe, you know, I like her. But she doesn't see that because it's within a context of guys hitting on her in a more vulgar way. Yeah, I mean, like I saw a nice Jewish girl, very attractive, smart, you know. Hubba hubba. But 
Very complicated it's very, stuff. The world is a complicated place. I mean, you know, for... I think the rule of thumb... I think the rule of thumb needs to be act respectfully right. all, all the, the time. time. Now, it's easy for you and I in our late right. 40s with hormones that are relatively <laughs> under control... Speak for yourself. ...to no, say, okay. like, oh, act respectfully. Right. But when you're 21 years old or, you know, in your 20s and you got all sorts of ideas and right. hormones raging through your body, like... Yeah, I'm not saying like, oh, it's totally okay to do that. But what I'm saying is sometimes that right. line isn't quite as clear right. when also you don't have the years of experience to know like what's appropriate and what's not appropriate right, to right. do in like, a work like, environment. I'm, like my sister, I'm, you know, has had the conversation with with Seth. You know, he's in college and, you know, he again, yeah. he, his mother is very, very strong. Um, so he, you know, I think just at you know, a, a basic level understands how to be respectful towards women and stuff. But, you know, college, sure. drinking, you know, fraternities and so Well, that's what I was going to say. Seth's in a fraternity and, you know, my experience in college is that you do a decent amount of drinking <laughs> and partying in school. Right, right, right. And when you do a decent amount of drinking and partying, even the best brought up among us right. can make, make mistakes, mistakes exactly. and do things and do things that they would look back on even the next day and say, oh, shit, I really did a bad thing. Or I said a bad thing. Or... And that's that's tough. Like, we, we live in an environment now in a society that, on the one hand, plenty of rich and powerful people, as we talked about, can cover up and have people cover up their heinous actions. But on the other hand... The microscope has never been more uh, sharper in sharper right. relief because of social That's, media. You can't get away with stuff that people used to get away hope, with. Let's hope so. Let's hope that this forces a, a culture change in, in Hollywood. But, you know, flipping back to that. But at the same time, but hold on. But at the same time, on the other side of that is what you just said about, like, when did you cross the line and when didn't right. you? So if you were living, if you were... Um, you know, whenever you met Lauren, if it was right. now, and we had all the tools and all the social and all the social media around us, like what would happen if Lauren, who didn't, who let's say she didn't like you, started tweeting right. this guy at this organization is hitting on right. me and it's creeping right. me out. Right. Like, what would that do to your I reputation? I know. Well, you know, there's there's all kinds of. You know, I have a friend who runs a who runs a company in in Hollywood. I was just out in the West Coast. They take all kinds of precautions about these things. You know, if you, you know, one-on-one meetings with, with women, you know, there's always a third person in the room. Um, to you know what? You should take the Mike Pence approach. <laughs> right. Mike Pence isn't allowed in a one-on-one right. meeting with Exactly. Women. But I mean, you know, these are the, these are the, these are the kinds of things that, that, and I think it's. Like, I actually think it's Jesus, appropriate. It's like, if I have a female journalist well, come in and talk to me, I always make sure that I, that the door is left open. Yeah, leave right. the door open. But with Mike Pence, isn't Jesus always in the <laughs> isn't meeting? Jesus with him? always with him. Exactly. Yeah. So there is a third there is. person in the room. It's but Jesus. you know, speaking, flipping this back to that piece of shit, Harvey Weinstein. You know, if you look back and and you know, in somewhere <laughs> early on in or, or mid season one, we talked about how. I had seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High again, and that the the kind of mm. 
casual objectification of women in that movie 30 years later really disturbed me. And I said, you know, maybe it's a function effect. I'm a father of two little girls. It just, it was something, that movie was a laugh riot. It's one of the best movies in the 1980s. It did capture a zeitgeist and stuff. But again, that casual objectification of women... Um, and that movie's not even the it's worst. It's not even the worst. So if that's you know, the case, that's one. That's one that I can still watch today right. and enjoy. Right. right. So, but there are ones that are out there that are really bad. And you know, it's funny because yesterday I was listening on Spotify to an old Eddie Murphy concert <laughs> album. It's, it's so bad. Eddie, Eddie Murphy was a staple of our yeah. childhood. Yeah. He was huge. He was hysterically right. funny. He had a rabid following right. for justifiably so. He was a megastar. Now, in this concert, uh, on this concert album, he immediately starts out by talking about why he doesn't want homosexuals at this concert. Right. Because they're looking at his ass and he can feel the heat well, on his you ass. Know, I mean, from you know, day. homosexuality is. So controversial within the African American community. Um, it's, yeah. It's, but it's, so again, we're talking about the mid 1980s, right. right? And then he pivots to talking about women. And he sort of casually throws out the fact that he slapped a, a girlfriend of his. And I'm listening to this, and I'm like, you couldn't get away with even a fraction well, like, of this stuff today because it's so bad. And people were laughing, right? Like, you just got to, you know, keep these people women in line kind of thing. their asses Fuck. off. But more than that, like, that stuff shaped who we are yeah. as people because this, these were the years, these were our early teen years. These were the attitudes that when you heard... Somebody talking about this, you figured, oh, this is the way adults right, talk. Right. This is the way adults behave. It must be okay right. because it didn't occur to anybody, at least it didn't occur to me at the time, that that wasn't right. okay. Right. I'm fortunate in the fact that also, you know, my father was was a feminist. He always felt very strongly about, you know, my mom's career and, you know, the, right. the, the, there's some famous story my mother tells about them being at a at some dinner party and like my mom taking part in the conversation with a bunch of men and like some of them trying to denigrate her and, you know, her holding her own. And like, you know, it was like that mad men kind of world where, you know, women's asses were slapped in the office and stuff like that. My father always thought that that was sick and demented kind of stuff. But again, even with that upbringing, a strong mother, strong sister, strong women in my, in in my life and and a father who, you know, had profound respect for women. You're right. I mean, we had the the kind of pop culture that we grew up with when we came of age in the 80s was, you know, what did Eddie Murphy call that tour? Raw? Was raw. Yeah. Was absolutely yeah. raw. The, the, the homophobia, the sexism was overwhelming. Um, you know, we were kidding around a couple weeks ago, uh, or I was, you know, every time I got in the car, some like classic... 80s, you know, hairband rock song uh-huh. was on, and that whole the whole white snake thing, just that, and oh, what, and we were talking about the hot for teacher video. Jesus Christ, I mean, those things are unbelievable yeah. in terms of yeah. 
objectification women. of women and stuff. Yeah. And, it, and it just speaks yeah. to the Harvey Weinstein world, um, which is... Well, that's the world they yeah. live in, right? Like, think about it. He's 20 years older than right. we are. Only his first excuse was, so, oh, I grew up in the 60s. And I, you know, I came of age in the 60s and 70s. Right. That's what we used to do. I don't know. My father didn't rape women. I mean, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. But I mean, yeah. This is like as if that, that that that's an excuse because oh no, I grew up when it was okay. Right. Um, and you know, I get called out on this shit all the time by my son Jordan because he'll will watch something and I'll laugh and he's, he'll say like that's not okay. Right. Right. That's you can't laugh at that because it's not funny. I'm like, oh yeah, it's so, fine. And he's like, no, it's really. It not. speaks to the need for this sea change in our culture and to just just to excavate and kill this rot this these this these people who will go to bat because they're making money off of Harvey Weinstein say anything yeah. do anything no matter who it hurts it's 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 these our culture is rife with this it's sick i'm i'm you know and like it's been around a long time i mean someone's going to listen to this and be like what is steven so surprised about but now it has the attention it should that attention should be sustained and and people who have shielded people like Harvey Weinstein and any number of Washington DC politicians who've gone on president secretaries of state those you know whatever cabinet secretaries those people should be just ashamed of themselves ashamed they should be. They should be. But let me just finish this yeah. thought up with, with, one, with one last thought. We have a man who is president of the United States who was caught on tape talking about how he likes to grab women by the pussy right. with or without their consent. Right. So the idea that there's going to be this sea right, change course. in our culture is a bit well, That's right. I mean... I, I, my my reaction to Donald Trump is we're back to 1985. Like every time I look at him, well, we're back to 1955. I, but I, but think. I think of like those years in the 1980s when it was the Donald and all that yeah. shit went down. You know the the bright lights, big city, 80s kind of bullshit. That's what I think of. Um, yeah. And so you're right. It's totally, well, it's absolutely Pollyannish. To think that it's going to change because now it's okay. I mean, isn't this the age of the alpha male and like exactly. Sebastian Gorka and you, said? That's why you, you you and I are just cucks in an alpha male world. <laughs> <Fuck it, man. laughs> uh, anyway, just terrible. Anyway. Fucking outrage. It is terrible. But before we sign off for the week, I think we need to acknowledge that our New York Yankees are in the American League they Championship They are series. The, the baby bombers. What were they picked to go and come in fourth this year? I don't know. Third, this was fourth? supposed to be a rebuilding year. And they've really come of age quickly. Yep. They had a great series against the Indians in the division series. Phenomenal. Uh, they are now battle tested. Yeah, they're down two games to nothing against the Astros. They've been dominated by two dominant. Let's pitchers. see what happens. Uh, I'm. We. I know that that you haven't watched because I haven't been allowed. Because <laughs> when watch I the watch, games. they lose. I. I look. I, but, I, I, I'm. I'm down with that. Here's the thing. Well, if I mean, they get for, knocked out, yeah. 
there's no way to yeah. call the 2017 season a failure. I mean, I think this team no. has showed and, a and lot of people that the Yankees are back. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And for years, every season that we didn't win the World Series was considered right. a failure. And that made rooting for the team very oh, difficult. Oh, stressful, I mean, yes, dude. Like we're, this, is an, this is an embarrassment of riches, right? Like every right. team should, like, wow, 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 woe us that if we don't win the World Series, it's a bad year. But it wasn't enjoyable. Starting from about 1998, when the Yankees won, what was it, 114 yeah. games that yep. year? About midway through that season, you started to hear, well, if they don't win the World <laughs> right, Series, none of this matters. And it was from that moment on until essentially the end of the Derek Jeter era that any time, any year that we didn't win the World Series was considered a failure. So none of the seasons were enjoyable until after the last out of the World Series was made. But now it's different. Right. Now we have a younger team. We have an exciting team. We don't expect to win every year, but now we're right. contending right. again. And it's more fun to watch I think we this had, team. I've had I, more fun watching this team than I've had in over that a decade Indian series the was amazing, just amazing. And you yeah. know what? Let's not let's not go bananas <laughs> over the winter and trade for some big named arm and spend millions. No. Let's let's nurture some of these pitchers in the in the farm I system, that's, that's and they're going to become happen. the big I arms. Think- I think that's what's going to happen. I certainly They're not hope going to so. Go out and make huge splashes in free agency. You know they'll build around the edges, and I think they made one really good deal um, during the season this year with the White right. Sox, and they ended up they ended up getting Robertson David Robertson back, back right, right. and Tommy Can- Canelay and um, what's his name at third yeah, base. Yeah, Fraser. Uh, Todd right. Frazier. Todd Frazier is a leader on this right. team. That's what you need. David Robertson is is lights out. Tommy Connolly has also been a revelation. This is a great right. deal. These are and you know when you watch a guy like Todd Frazier take a professional approach to every at bat right. and really lead by example on the field and off, like you think, all right, and this is it's more than about the stats. It's also about right. character, and that's. that's- what the that's what the Yankees used right. to be, right? And that's about what also. we've been talking about, it was about just in general. You yeah. know, there's so there's so little of that, and so the fact that the Yankees are back is it's just phenomenal. I wish you'd let me watch a game. Yeah, but uh, well, now that they're now that they're down two games to none, and you haven't no, been no, watching, no, 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 I you can no, 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 because I don't want them to be yeah. down three games. No, 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 no. I watch. Yeah, I don't you watch. Need, you text. Uh, uh, no. I see. I see no, Morgan Till on Twitter. He updates, and then I watch the highlights. I watch. You know, I watch the highlights. I can't. No, I don't I want think, to jinx it. I think. I think we have to turn the mojo around now. <laughs> should I put on like and a rally cap watching. and watch? You should uh. watch. I think. I think you should watch. I think we need to turn the mojo around. It worked in the AL. But here's the thing. I'm afraid. Were, I'm afraid that yeah. if I watch, the jinx will continue, and it'll be my fault. Okay, but what if they don't win this series and you hadn't watched? Well, then I can watch next season. No, no, but will it still have been your fault? No. So then I know that I can watch next season, right? But if I watch Uh, and they lose, it's totally my fault. Uh, If I don't watch and they lose, I know it's not my fault. I mean, this is the way my neurotic brain works. But that means if they get to the World Series, you won't watch one pitch of the World Series. It's too important. No, I may have to watch. If they get to the World Series, I'll, I'll watch. But then if they lose, it'll be totally my fault. Fuck! So I think I think you should Ugh. start now. Oh my god! 
They're down two games to nothing. We Are need they playing to change tonight? the mojo. Oh, no. good. All right. Tonight's the night All right, off. Good. So that's what we're going to do. You're going to watch tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be on the road again tomorrow, so maybe I won't watch. All right. All right. But if they lose, then we're All fucked. Right. Oh, I used, uh, the, bad I used the bad word. Mia's going to okay. come get you. All right. On that, on that note. On that happy note, let's go let's Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Right. See you, everybody. And we're out.